welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Yay! Blessed Sunday, y'all. I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for everyone everywhere, all over the world. And no matter the negative circumstances or appearances, seemingly everywhere we turn, let not our loving hearts be swayed, but let us stay focused on the eternal light of God within us that never fails. Oh, not disregarding the negative issues that must be dealt with, not at all, because there are a lot of them to be dealt with in this country and the world, but giving no power or qualification to them, and instead utilizing all the power, determination, and strength of our own mighty I am presence to conquer them all. And always remember, we got the power, and we are the victim. If only y'all would believe it. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life, and y'all be loved. When he arrived at the other side in the region of the Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men coming from the tombs met him. They were so violent that no one could pass that way. What do you want with us, son of God? They shouted. Have you come here to torture us before the appointed time? Some distance from them a large herd of pigs was feeding. The demons begged Jesus, if you drive us out, send us into the herd of pigs. He said to them, go. So they came out and went into the pigs, and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and died in the water. Matthew 8 28-32 Then they brought him a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute, and Jesus healed him, so that he could both talk and see. All the people were astonished and said, Could this be the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard this, they said, It is only by Beelzebul, the prince of demons, that this fellow drives out demons. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. If Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then can his kingdom stand? And if I drive out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your people drive them out? So then, they will be your judges. But if it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or again, How can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man? Then he can plunder his house. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. And so I tell you, every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven, but blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. Make a tree good and its fruit will be good, or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad, for a tree is recognized by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. Then some of the Pharisees and teachers of the law said to him, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. 
He answered, A wicked and adulterous generation asks for a sign. But none will be given it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and now something greater than Jonah is here. The Queen of the South will rise at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for she came from the ends of the earth to listen to Solomon's wisdom, and now something greater than Solomon is here. When an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. That is how it will be with this wicked generation. Matthew 12 22-45 Isis Unveiled, Chapter 12 As for the wonderful powers of prediction and clairvoyance possessed by certain Brahmins, they are well known to every European resident of India. If these upon their return to civilized countries, laugh at such stories, and sometimes even deny them outright, they only impugn their good faith, not the fact. These Brahmins live principally in sacred villages, and secluded places, principally on the western coast of India. They avoid populated cities, and especially Europeans, and it is but rarely that the latter can succeed in making themselves intimate with the seers. It is generally thought that the circumstance is due to their religious observance of the caste, but we are firmly convinced that in many cases that is not so. Years, perhaps centuries, will roll away before the real reason is ascertained. As to the lower castes, some of which are termed by the missionaries devil-worshippers, notwithstanding the pious efforts on the part of the Catholic missionaries to spread in Europe heartrending reports of the misery of these people sold to the archenemy, and like efforts, perhaps only a trifle less ridiculous and absurd, of Protestant missionaries, the word devil, in the sense understood by Christians, is a nonentity for them. They believe in good and bad spirits, but they neither worship nor dread the devil. Their worship is simply a ceremonial precaution against terrestrial and human spirits, whom they dread far more than the millions of elementals of various forms. They use all kinds of music, incense, and perfumes, in their effort to drive away the bad spirits, the elementary. In this case, they are no more to be ridiculed than the well-known scientist, a firm spiritualist, who suggested the keeping of vitriol and powdered niter in the room to keep away unpleasant spirits, and no more than he, are they wrong in so doing. For the experience of their ancestors, extending over many thousands of years has taught them how to proceed against this vile spiritual horde. H. P. Blavatsky That they are human spirits is shown by the fact that very often they try to humor and propitiate the larvae of their own daughters and relatives, when they have no reason to suspect that the latter did not die in the odor of sanctity and chastity. Such spirits they name Kani, bad virgins. The case was noticed by several missionaries, Rev. E. Lewis, among others. But these pious gentlemen usually insist upon it that they worship devils, whereas, they do nothing of the sort, for they merely try to remain on good terms with them in order to be left unmolested. 
They offer them cakes and fruit and various kinds of food which they liked while alive, for many of them have experienced the wickedness of these returning dead ones, whose persecutions are sometimes dreadful. On this principle likewise they act toward the spirits of all wicked men. They leave on their tombs, if they were buried, or near the place where their remains were burnt, food and liquors, with the object of keeping them near these places, and with the idea that these vampires will be prevented thereby from returning to their homes. This is no worship, it is rather a spiritualism of a practical sort. Until 1861, there prevailed a custom among the Hindus of mutilating the feet of executed murderers, under the firm belief that thereby the disembodied soul would be prevented from wandering and doing more mischief. Subsequently, they were prohibited, by the police, from continuing the practice. H.P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 13 I greet you beloved ones, in the fullness of your life, in the fullness of my enfolding love that is finding its mighty radiance in your feeling worlds. How deeply I congratulate you on your willing obedience. Keep on beloved ones, in the great victory of your light. All are gaining so rapidly in the victory of that great, great light. Do not let human qualities have any action. I cannot tell you, words are inadequate to convey to you my gratitude for all the obedience that is being given and what it means to you, what it means to the whole world. Do you quite realize that in the victory of each one, how this means the victory of America, then the world? I do not mean by that to cause you to feel undue responsibility, but I do want you to realize how much depends upon the harmony of this focus, the obedience of this focus. We are rapidly coming to the final goal of the victory of the light. Of course, we do not recognize such a thing as failure. The victory of the light in America, to me, is assured. The full outpicturing of that depends largely upon the staunch stand of the student body. This attempt to throw over the student body financial fear is the last throw of the human destructive forces, and the financial fear, owing to the conditions that exist in the government, and the industrial activities, is not so far governed. It is making a strong attempt to act through the students, but I trust before the Shrine class is half finished that we will have been able to dispose of that fear, and especially over this locality. I wish the law of your being for a moment permitted me to show each one of you individually your achievements since the Chicago class. It is tremendous. Hold that sustained, and whatever confronts you individually, please do not let your feelings become aroused or disturbed in any manner whatsoever, because you are at the point now where the outpicturing of this perfection will begin to take its dominion in action. But my dear ones, do you realize what it means? You here in the heart center or focus are steadily and surely like a mighty avalanche moving down the mountain. Hold steady to that power and focus of light and, you blessed ones, let nothing in the world turn you aside from this service, for it means a goal you cannot in the slightest comprehend. It all seems so natural to you, I know, and sometimes you feel like you are not doing so much, and sometimes like more and more was being piled upon you to do, but still is the great, great law working out. Will you try for a few moments to comprehend with me what it means and how it is that you are here? How is it that out of all the millions of people you have been chosen to become the student body? Think of it. If it were not that the light within each one of you made it possible, do you think you would be here? That should be sufficient to give you invincible strength and determination to silence every quality of your human, 
to compel its obedience to the law under any and all circumstances. I feel so sure that not one of you will have any great difficulty in the future in absolutely holding complete self-control and mastery of yourselves. Beloved Saint Germain Do you know that humanity is like a great group of children? If you saw a group of children at play in the street and a vicious avalanche of destruction was bearing down upon them and you could stop that, wouldn't you do it? So today, you are in a position to hold the balance of light by obedience and harmony maintained in the feelings, to the degree that it is stopping the avalanche of destruction bearing down upon the children of America. And as you would save that group of children in the street, so may you save the children of America. It is so great, so far-reaching that it is impossible for you to even conceive of a sacrifice upon the human part in whatever is required for that accomplishment. You do not realize beloved ones, how the whole world is looking upon you as ideals. You have no idea how so many are watching to see whether or not you will yield to things of the outer world. That is why today, my love is so great for you, my gratitude so great for your accepting my humble efforts to prompt and correct, that you might be that victory, oh not only for yourselves, but in this great need of today. The world is like lost children not knowing which way to turn. Only those who are anchored in this light have any stabilization, and you cannot imagine what the feeling is that goes through the feeling world of those millions of individuals. For instance, may I again call your attention to Italy, Russia, and Germany. Germany is catapulting into this recent condition is perhaps a greater illustration than any other spot. Could you know the fear, the agony, the distress that surges daily through those blessed people, the majority who are so good and mean so well, just because those individuals have been seized upon and made insane. Do you realize my beloved ones, that only an ascended being could endure what it is to look upon people in the position of Italy, Germany, Russia, Japan, and China today? Could you not see and understand the causes back of it, no one could endure it, and yet, their beating each heart is the power of light and freedom, forgotten so completely. How fortunate you are that your light was sufficient to draw you into this eternal focus, which with your greater and greater obedience will mean the ascension of every one of you. There is not one thing now can prevent it except yourselves. Even though the shell of your body remains, still would it be accomplished, the greatest privilege ever bestowed upon mankind. Beloved Saint Germain